Welcome to In the Black with your host, Bob Dickerson. Our program takes a look at the socioeconomic issues affecting black America. From education to news and politics to business matters, we have the stories and guests that you need to hear about. Now, here is Bob Dickerson. Hello, everybody. This is Bob Dickerson with In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network. Happy to be here. Happy to see you on this great Wednesday, this great Wednesday. Um, You know, these weeks are really, really running by fast. We are only 41 days or so, I believe 41 is right, to a national election. And many of us have, have said, and I do believe, I talked about this earlier, that this is the most important, the most important election in history. Uh, certainly the most important election in my lifetime, and that's been for several decades, <laughs> several, several decades. I mentioned that, uh, that my mother is 91, and trust me, there have been 16 presidents in her lifetime, and this still is the most important election of her lifetime. So, you know, I just want everybody to take it seriously. I want everybody to go vote. I certainly hope that you vote in a way that makes sense for our country, that makes sense for all of our country, uh, that makes sense for this being a United States. That's what our name says. And so that's what we ought to do. We ought to live up to our name. But just keep in mind that it's your right, it's your duty, it's uh, your privilege. And so please, please, please go vote. you know, just got to give, uh, first of all, uh, a recognition to uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who passed away a couple of days ago, a great woman, a fantastic leader, a feminist, uh, somebody who actually was unafraid of standing up for women's rights. And by standing up for women's rights, she stood up for everybody's rights. And so uh, she's been a great justice on the Supreme Court. She was a great lawyer even before serving on the court. And so, uh, so, you know, our condolences to her family, but a recognition of a life well lived, uh, certainly uh, tremendous contributions made to this country and made to all of us. So, uh, so we we want to make sure that we, we talk about that. Our, uh, our, Our thoughts and prayers still go out to all of the people in the Florida Panhandle and uh, South Alabama, Hurricane Sally really uh, was devastating. It dropped a lot of rain. And so it's going to be a while before our friends and neighbors from that part of the country come back. Uh, anything that we can do to help them, I know you want to do it. And, and hopefully listeners from all over the country are sharing concern, uh, sharing resources, sharing everything that we can uh, to make sure that those folks make it back. Um, in the in the news today, our, our certainly our condolences go out. I'm a football fan, as most of you know. I'm so ready for Alabama to come back and play football. You know, that's uh, it's been strange that we haven't had football in so long. We haven't had college football with well, Alabama hadn't played. Well, they play next week. Uh, they they open up with Missouri to have the Alabama football team open up on September 29th, I guess it'll be, or 6th. I'm I'm losing track of dates. COVID has me like that. I can't keep up with whatever day it is. But but just to to know that that we're playing our first football game, the end of September is a lot different from what's happened in the past. So so I'm ready to get in front of the TV and and yell roll tide and do all of that good stuff. So... uh, so anyway, just just really looking forward to that, and uh, and looking forward to this show. You know, uh, just just flipping back for a second, I mentioned uh, uh, Justice uh, Ginsburg's passing and the big flip flop that the our Republican brothers and sisters, a few of the sisters too, that are in the Senate are flipping. They're they're flip flopping. Uh, they've changed. Apparently, they have really short memories, so they don't remember when Merrick Garland didn't get a hearing with 10 months to go before an election. 
And now with seven or eight weeks to go before an election, they're saying, hey, no, 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 let's get the man in. And, and you know, to their credit, they're being honest. What they're saying is we got the power and we're going to use it. We got the power and we are going to use it. And that is certainly so sad. Uh, it is, it, it's a real flip-flop. And I hope that people understand that not only is it a flip-flop, it really is a disservice to the American people. Voting has already started. People are already voting. Uh, and so to, to, to do that just is really, really disingenuous. And it's just so different from what they said they would do and what they promised to do in the past. And so, so it's really, really discouraging. But then again, that is all the more reason for you and I and all of the folks we know to get out and go vote, exercise your civic duty, be sure you go out and you go vote. And the last thing before we, we get to our guest, and I am so excited about having our guest, but, but again, we want to give some additional condolences. Uh, being a football fan, I just mentioned that earlier. James White, who is a running back for the New England Patriots, father, unfortunately, was killed in a car accident. Uh, uh, and um, he and his, his mother was critically injured. So he's out for tonight's game. So our condolences always go out to people who lose loved ones in, in such a tragic way. So, uh, so you know, our condolences go out to James White and the members of the, the Patriots. Uh, you know, I rarely pull for the Patriots, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, but, but I still, I respect the Patriots and I respect, respect James White. So listen, uh, we have a very, very special guest this evening on the In the Black Show. And, and I was mentioning to her before we came on, you know, when you know somebody, and I know this young lady, when you know somebody and you know things about them and, you know, you know them and then you read their bios and it actually means something different, something special. I mean, things jump out at you and you realize that, oh man, you know, oh man. And so that's what I was saying when I was reading Katrina Norris Carter's bio. She's a 30 year veteran of both the civil rights and women's movements in America. She founded Women of Will, a nonprofit organization that has trained hundreds of women on how to run for political office. She was the national coordinator of 2020's Black Women's March and Rally. Uh, she has been involved in the, the march, the, 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 the reenactment of the Bloody Sunday March over the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama for years. I won't say how many years, because I know she is still just a, a, a wee lass, a young lass. Uh, you know, she's the founder of Women Together Now, where she's expanding efforts nationally to defend women against powerful sexual predators while shining a light on those who aid and abed them. Uh, again, she's co-founder of Salute Selma Incorporated. She's just doing great, th great things both in Alabama and also across this country. So it is my pleasure to welcome to In the Black, Katrina Norris Carter. Katrina, how are you today? I am wonderful, Bob. It's great to be here with you this evening. I wish, I wish it was discussing another topic, but, you know, we got to do what we got to do. The fight continues, obviously. We, absolutely. We got to do what we got to do. And, and I mentioned now, this is radio, so you don't see her. But I just want to make sure that I point out right now that she has on these, that she's got some bling on, but it's more than just bling. She has her Black Lives Matter earrings on. So Rocket Sister, I'm glad to see you with that. Black lives do matter. Nobody, no lives matter until Black Lives Matter, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, so Trina, you know, you grew up in Selma. And, uh, and Selma's a small town, I would imagine 25, 20, 25,000 people, maybe 30, 35 when you grew up there. But Selma is so significant. It's so significant. Uh, it, people know Selma 
that may not know exactly where it is. People may know Selma and not know a Montgomery or not know a Mobile in terms of, of Alabama cities. And so I'd just like for you to just talk a bit about growing up in Selma. What was that experience like for you? You know, it's interesting, Bob, because when I was younger, um, you know, education or shall we say miseducation is also prevalent um, in black communities. So when I literally, when I was a child, I knew about the bridge, but I didn't know exactly what that meant to the world. I knew it in a symbolic manner because our schools were integrated, of course. Um, and as we know, this country tends to like to try and keep everybody comfortable and sometimes that skews the truth. So you, 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 you never really understood at those really young school age years that that bridge uh, accompanied bloodshed and death um, and all of those things with integration or voting rights, um, police brutality, all of those things that were prevalent even then, all those things that that, that bridge um, represented, I really didn't find that out until I got a little older uh, and started to get in groups outside of local groups. Um, and, and especially, you know, when you start to go to other cities. Um, and I got really indoctrinated into Black history and reading on my own and reading through other entities that weren't necessarily in the classrooms. So it's very, very important that we train our children and teach our children versus allowing them just to hear about our history once, uh, one month out of 12. Well, Trina, I am so looking forward to this evening. Uh, we're gonna spend a lot of time with Katrina Norris Carter, a good friend of mine, She's got a lot to share with all of us, and, and she's got information, but moreover, she has passion for what she does, and it comes across. I know you heard it then. You're going to hear more of it, so you stick around. We'll be back with In the Black with Bob Dickerson and my special guest, Katrina Norris Carter, after these messages. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. That's Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. 
Now, back to In the Black. Hey, welcome back to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. Uh, We're happy to have you here, happy to have you listening to us on the Voice America Radio Network. You know, you can get us online at voiceamerica.com. So anytime you want to listen to the program, then just dial it up, voiceamerica.com. We're under the variety channel. So so you'll see us and, and you can get us there. We have a very special guest, Katrina Norris Carter, who hails from the great city of Selma, Alabama. And we were just talking about Selma, a small town in Alabama, but it is, is, is synonymous with the voting rights bill. Now, now, Trina, you weren't around in 1965. Nope. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I wouldn't make sure. I knew you were. I knew you were. I knew you weren't around. But, 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 but 1965 meant so much to America because of Selma. And you were just talking about that. How much of that uh, went to shape who you are and maybe other young people who grew up in Selma in your era? Oh, my goodness. It's funny because uh, my um, mentor had several organizations that focused on young black youth from rural areas. And one of those organizations was called 21st Century. And it was a leadership training program where youth from all across the country would come here to different HBCUs and we would have these leadership training camps. So everyone who knows of Tarana Burke, who is the founder of the Me Too movement, she was a part of that group. Uh, Everyone who knows Tasha Brown, who is uh, the co-founder of Black Voters Matter, she was a part of that group. Uh, Rhonda Briggins, who is one of my closest friends. I met her at, uh, I think I was 18, she was 15 as a part of that group. And she is, I call her the billion dollar woman because she puts together billion dollar deals in Atlanta, uh, Bob, through lobbying and through a lot of her her outreach efforts with women and um, with transient across the country, um, mainly in Georgia. So this group, um, Grassroots, group literally infused all of us with almost it was a responsibility for you to come back no matter what you were going to be when you grew up all of us knew that it was our responsibility to take care of our communities be it in your hometown be it wherever you moved to wherever you got married at it's, it's not enough to just go and vote And that's where we're losing. When you talk about black lives mattering, black lives have to matter every day. When we're we're in these positions of power and we're scared to speak up and speak out, that's how we have gotten into this situation, being polite. And all of us know, and, and people who know me know, I'm polite until I'm no longer polite. (laughs) <laughs> and when it comes to my people and, and our children and our communities, um, I'm, I'm, I'm about that life. And I think, Bob, all of us at this point, be we doctors, we lawyers, you judges, we all as people of color, we all as people of God, we all as people of truth, uh, it's now or never. People died for us to be where we are, to be in these positions, to be in these communities. So for you to sit at home and because your neighbor might be uncomfortable, not put a sign in your yard, I have some issues with some of us as as brothers and sisters. Uh, We've got to take back this country and we can't do that uh, by being quiet and staying silent. You know, Trina, you have always been a leader. I mean, everything I've seen you involved with You've, you've risen to the forefront or you just stepped out front and started leading. So, so I appreciate you saying that. And, 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 and I was thinking about uh, talking to you today. And of course, you know, my thoughts went to John Lewis, who just passed, who, you know, is synonymous with Selma and the, the, the Bloody Sunday. But you also had some other people who you've contacted in your life, uh, Jesse Jackson being one, and there are several others. Tell us about, you know, just the significance of being in the mix with some of the civil rights icons of, of the past half century. Um, 
we go back to 21st century. We go back to this organization. That's why it's so important that organizations like yours, Bob, and what you try and do economically with small businesses, we have to create mechanisms for our people and our children to, young, to, to learn beyond um, what you see in the book. And thanks to um, Fire Rose Teray, also know, known as Attorney Rose Sanders and Senator Hank Sanders, they created these mechanisms where we had workshops with C.T. Vivian, who, who died, what, two days before John Lewis, and who was arguably just as great if you knew him day to day. You know, sometimes it's the unseen heroes and sheroes who are just, you know, as prominent and powerful as the ones that we see on TV or the ones that are in, you know, political positions and they get more of the spotlight. There was James Orange. Um, there, I, I just can't even tell you the dozens. Amelia Boynton, who literally helped write the Voting Rights Act, uh, the Voting Rights Bill. She came down to Selma from Tuskegee with her husband while uh, black folks were still sharecroppers uh, share in Selma uh, and taught them, you know, how to handle their, their money and, and, and how important the vote was. She literally called Martin Luther King and SNCC down to Selma uh, which led to Bloody Sunday and, and eventually to the signing of the Voting Rights Bill. So when you've met those people, when you've heard their stories, when you've gone to their funerals, you know, you've, you've been a part of their lives, their children's lives, you know, again, Bob, you have, I have, we have a responsibility because we are standing on the shoulders of giants. And as she said shortly before she died, and I think she lived to be, what, 104? She said, I want y'all to get off my shoulders. You know, it's time for us now to be the shoulders that our children and our children's children stand up. So if it, it's not, again, I keep saying it's, it's now or never to rewrite history. Who is going to be the Amelia Boynton and the John Lewis of today because without struggle there is no you, you know what I mean there, there's there's no sacrifice or no struggle without a sacrifice and sometimes we don't like to do that we don't want to sacrifice our good job we don't want you know our colleagues to think ill of us for speaking out um, and until some of us can get the courage you know, if I'm the only one at the table and I'm black, I've never had a problem making sure everybody at that table heard me say, I'm black. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm never trying to assimilate to the point that I forget that I don't look like them. And no matter how much people may like you, everybody is about their best interest. And until we as black folks start understanding truly what that means, um, um, we're, we're in for a really, really long struggle right now, Bob. I think, you know, a lot of people say um, segregation might not have been such a good thing. And it's times like that that I wonder, was it? Because some of us have assimilated to the point um, that we've, we've, we've really allowed other people to control the narrative. Um, and now it's right here out in the open, thanks to Brother Trump. <laughs> you know, folks are letting you know how they feel uh, by their actions. They still smile and they still kumbaya, but the people that support him, they have that, they support that ideology. And I think we need to be very clear on what that ideology is. It's not just about taxes anymore. It's not just about economics. They literally are rolling us back to a time before the 50s when black folks literally couldn't sit at the front of the bus and couldn't use bathrooms and couldn't live in certain areas and couldn't work at certain places. And if people don't understand that that's the mission right now, I actually feel sorry for them. So that, that making America great again is to throw us back to a time when, when, when there was more overt discrimination. In fact, Absolutely. when you knew your place, 
and what what your you know you get off the sidewalk and if you're black get back and and that kind of thing and I, I I've said this too I do think that there are a couple of camps that like Trump there's the ones that's making a lot of money because you know because because they're legislating themselves into having more wealth and these are the people that are already wealthy and they don't really need more wealth they're just greedy. And then there's the there's there's the middle class American white folks that are voting against their best interests, but their ideal is a white America. And you know, and and I, I listen to that song "America, America, God shed His grace on thee from sheep from sea to shining sea." Well, the sea to shining sea happened as a result of genocide and an invasion and pushing some people out. And then you want to tell people from the same hemisphere that they aren't welcome to, to come up, you know, a few miles across a border. But I, I absolutely agree with you. We have got to be willing to step up, stand up, and speak out. And that goes for civil rights leaders, black leaders. If you call yourself an activist or an advocate, then you've got to be willing to make your voice heard. You are certainly making your voice heard. We're going to hear more about a couple of things that you're involved involved with. And I'm so proud of you. I'm just happy to have you on the show because you are a real person. You keep it real. And you, and what you just said is what I know you to be. And that's a genuine person who has a genuine heart for people and our people and uh, a person who is unafraid and, and, and speaks up in a way that everybody has to listen Hey, I'm, I'm happy to have Katrina Norris Carter on this week's edition of In the Black. We'll be back with her after these very important messages. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. That's Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. Now, back to In the Black. Hey, everybody, this is Bob Dickerson with In the Black. I have a very, very special guest, a dynamic young woman from Selma, Alabama. She lives in Birmingham now, but she is Selma True and true and through and through uh, someone who's been engaged in politics and in business and in helping folks all across, not just Selma and not just the state of Alabama, but all across this country. I am talking about none other than Katrina Norris Carter. Katrina, we are so, so happy to have you. Now, I know for a fact that you and colleagues, in fact, uh, we know that the reason Doug Jones got elected to the United States Senate as a Democrat from Alabama was because of black women, you and your colleagues. So, and, and, and I know that you, that the Women of Will, your nonprofit organization that trains women on how to get into politics, but you had a big role in, in helping to make sure that we got out the vote to get 
Doug Jones in office. So can you talk to us a little bit about that experience? And also tell us about Women of Will, your brainchild and, and, and how that works and, you know, what brought you to creating that? Um, at the time, Bob, what was that, 2008? Because now sisters have taken over the world, if you will. We have a black woman that will possibly be uh, the first black, shoot, yeah, the first black VP ever. And it's going to be a sister. Um, but there was a time when there weren't many women in political seats. There weren't we weren't um, represented. Our voices weren't being heard. There weren't a lot of us at the table, yet we were very well educated. Now we're the most educated group in the country. Uh, and at that time, as that was happening, um, you know, I was always being an active, always an activist, always, you know, out on the front lines when it comes to grassroots organizing. Uh, and we were just looking at the holes and the things that we needed to do as activists and, and long-term plans. And in having those talks with my colleagues and besties, that was, that, that was a concern was that we needed more women in politics and we definitely wanted to have sisters in politics as well. So a lot of you here in Birmingham mostly know me from uh, the hotel world. I had been in hospitality for about 20 years here in my married and, you know, my young child rearing years. Um, and right around that time, Bob, you know, things happened within the hospitality industry. And I decided um, that I wanted to do something else for the first time. And I, I owe this to my last boss, if you will. And it happened to be a white gentleman. And he said, you know, as he was having to let people go because of the uh, economy and things happening within, within that industry. He said, Katrina, I want you to know I gave you an extra six months severance pay. And he said, it's with the understanding that this will be your last job. He said, because you are the brand. You are your own brand. And I want to give you this money in hopes that you will start your own thing and that you'll never work for anyone else because you should. And I took his advice, Bob. I, I, I said, okay. Hey, <laughs> I, I bless, I bless you for that. I'll take that blessing. Um, and that's what I did. I, I took that money. I spoke with, you know, my mentors and people that I had looked up to forever. And we came up with this idea of, uh, of women running and, and training women to be in leadership positions uh, and training assertive. Because, I, again, I, if being from Selma, we don't know anything other than to tell it like it is. You know, there, there's no thought of making people comfortable when we're confronting issues uh, that affect our very lives. So I've, I've always, you know, like you said, where, wherever I am, I don't have to be a, a leader to let people know what I think and to let them know when I think that they're wrong or that they're misdirected. Um, and so I've always been one to do that. And I thought that this would be um, a nice way to show some leadership while helping some folks. And from Women of Will, I shoot, I was simultaneously working on Who's Who in Black Alabama. So I was able you know, to go out and find the, you included, Bob, uh, to have interviews and to, to get stories on, on our black folks across the state that were doing great things. Um, and, and everything kind of happens for the greater good. You know what I mean? I worked my way from the, within the women of wheel to, to, to getting a lot of contracts um, in governmental affairs, you know, by having relationships with different politicians uh, by being able to be a liaison between certain corporations um, and certain politicians and, and kind of merging those worlds a little bit. Um, again, trying to be that middle person between the community, well, yeah, between the community, between the political community, um, as well as some of our folks that, that, that are struggling, you know, always maintaining that it's about the least of us. Um, 
And I always remember, no matter what I do with women of will and everything else, it's always for the greater good of our people and our communities. So, hey, it's been a great ride, Bob. So, so now your organization, Women Together Now, that's fighting uh, and bringing light on sexual predators and I guess uh, folks who are using the workplace to, to, to really uh, not just pray, but also to abuse in, in, in certain ways women. I'd love it if you could tell us how we can support you and support that effort. Um, go to my website on Women Together Now. Um, it's .org, womentogethernow.org uh, and .com. Uh, leave a comment if you want to volunteer. If there's anything that, you know, I'm doing that you'd like to work on, if you want to become active in what's going on on the ground right now, this is, as you said, Bob, the fight of our lives over the next 45 days. We are literally fighting for our children's and our children's children's life. We're, 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 we're fighting for them, you know, to be able to drink from the water fountain. I mean, for the, the basics. And when people say, oh, voting doesn't matter. I, I, I mean, I need all of us to talk to that auntie and talk to that, that young cousin and talk to that, you know, that, that baby bro who just got out, you know, talk to, you know, that, that son who's disillusioned um, and things may, have a, may not have gone their way in life up to this point. Uh, and they don't see what's in it for them. Uh, and, and, and we get that, Bob, but we, again, for those of us who have lived a different life and we've accomplished a lot of what we wanted to accomplish, we've got to reach back. And we've got to have some real conversations uh, within our community, because right now it's us that's not voting. It's not them. They all are in collaboration. They're on one accord of their mission, <laughs> and they don't stray. Um, we tend to get sidetracked because we have so many vices and, and, and so many challenges um, that, that we lose sight of the small things like voting, which is what some people think is small and we've got to find a way as a community um, and each one teach one, let our young folks and our uh, broken people know that voting is everything is where we live is what we eat is how we work is what we breathe. I mean, it's, it's literally um, they're going to legislate us back <laughs> to the cotton fields. If we don't get, it together uh, as Democrats and as black folk and as brown folk. So everybody needs, the word now is action. I know we have our um, social media queens and kings, and I love it. It's great for information, but we need boots on the ground. <laughs> you know, it, it's COVID, but you can still go hang some, you know, some some stuff on, on some, some doorknobs. You can still put you know, some, some, some flyers on some cars. You can still, you know, put your mask on, bring a band, and, and if you live in a, in a neighborhood or, or your grandmama got some friends over, go and rent you a van, and you commit to taking all of them to the polls um, November 3rd or earlier. Um, and we're, we're asking people to go to the polls. This mail-in thing is a recipe for disaster. You know, we already feel like that's going to be um, something that's going to be used um, in a very negative, evil way. So we want as many of us, if we got the health and strength, if our wheelchairs still work, we need people to physically go to the polls, be it now or be it November 3rd, Bob. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for that encouragement. And you are absolutely right. Our guest is Katrina Norris Carter. Uh, she is a fantastic woman who is doing great work uh, here in Alabama, great work all over this country, uh, helping black people and helping people understand and get involved. And, uh, and the passion that she brings is just phenomenal. I am so glad that you were able to join us. Uh, she has been quoted 
as saying legislation and politics are the keys to change. And I think you heard that come across so vividly in her talk today. Katrina, thank you so much for joining us. And we got to get you back on the show. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thank you, my friend, for having me. I wish you the greatest success on the show. It's wonderful. You're wonderful. And I'm glad that I was able to have a few minutes with you tonight, my friend. Thank you so much. Katrina Norris Carter. This is Bob Dickerson on In the Black. And we'll be back after just after just a couple of messages. Thank you so much, Katrina. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Do you see a path to exciting opportunities? Are you missing transformation situations in your world? Tune into Get to the Future on Time. Do Differently Tomorrow, hosted by Jay Allen. We will challenge you to question what is seen as impossible to do in your field. But if done, would be transformative to understand that the burden of regret is greater than the risk of leading. Listen every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. That's Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. Now, back to In the Black. Welcome back, everybody. This is Bob Dickerson with In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network. Uh, we were just uh, just thrilled to have Katrina Norris Carter on our show as a guest, a dynamic young woman uh, who's doing great things in Selma and Birmingham and Alabama and all over this country. Uh, she implored us to make sure that we exercise our rights and go vote. And I am echoing her comments and encouraging you to do the same thing. This is going to be the most important election of our lifetime, and it is critical that we all go vote. I am hopeful and hoping that many of you are paying attention to what's happening in politics. And if you say you love this country and you say you want the country to stand up for the ideals that we've said that we Uh, that we're about, if we're going to be about what we say we're about, if we're going to be, first of all, the United States of America, then we can't let partisanship divide us at every turn. In other words, there is nothing partisan about fighting a virus. There is nothing partisan about wearing a mask. There is nothing partisan about making sure that we follow science as we look to cures and vaccines and so forth. There's nothing partisan about that. There's nothing partisan about making sure that we protect ourselves against foreign enemies. Uh, As a matter of fact, in years past, and it should be the case now, if someone is complicit with a foreign power, then that person is a traitor. And we shouldn't be in a position where we are are shielding traitors or condoning uh, that kind of, of, of action. We shouldn't be doing that, and we shouldn't. It shouldn't matter if you're a Republican and I'm a Republican, or if you're a Democrat and I'm a Democrat. It shouldn't matter who did it. 
we ought to be truthful and honest about what's happening in America and we ought to deal with it. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that all of you will be honest about what's happening in America. And then we can really kind of live up to, you know, that song we, we sang when we sang Oh Beautiful for Spacious Skies for Amber Waves of Grain. That America, that one with fruited plains, but it's actually showing some chinks in his armor. It's showing chinks in his armor. Now, we know that the press clippings and the PR statement weren't always what America was. We know that, uh, we first of all know that, that America wasn't really discovered, it was already here. And, uh, and it's bad when we teach uh, history with a slanted viewpoint. Uh, when we teach history, and even if you don't know the truth, when you learn the truth, then you ought to teach the truth, and you ought to correct the past. And so there was no real discovery. Uh, there was that 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 yes, that was sailed onto by some folks, but that wasn't the first ship that sailed here. Uh, history shows that vessels from all across the Atlantic had come here before, and there were people here, millions of people who had a society, they had civilization, they, they owned their land. And those people were pushed out. Those people were actually uh, hit with a genocide so massive that when we talk about the Holocaust, it actually pales in comparison. So we know that when that song, America the Beautiful, was, was written, that we were, we were still just coming out of a Jim Crow era. Uh, we were still in a situation where Africans had been mistreated for years as, as slaves and then treated as second-class citizens. Uh, we know that that was the case. But I think that we have an opportunity, if we get rid of this revisionist history and start telling the truth, that we have an opportunity to reclaim the soul of this country. We have an opportunity to make America what our press clippings always said we were. We have an opportunity to correct the errors that we made. We have an opportunity to right some wrongs. Uh, and we have an opportunity to really continue to be that, that light, that beacon for freedom, that beacon for justice, a beacon for equality, and a beacon for opportunity. But we have to decide that that's what we're going to be. And we all have to decide. We can't decide as Democrats or Republicans. We can't decide as white folks or black folks. We have to decide as Americans. So what's America gonna be? What's America gonna be when it grows up? What's America gonna do 41 days from now? You know, what kind of America are we looking to have based on the outcome of this upcoming election? Are we gonna have an America that we continue to polarize and divide? Are we gonna have an America where we continue to be unhealthy? Are we gonna have an America where we continue to pollute the air and contribute to global warming and environmental concerns? Are we gonna have an America where black lives matter as well as all lives matter? Because as my guest said, if black lives don't matter, then no lives actually matter. Are we going to have an America that's compassionate? Are we going to have an America that's fair? Are we going to have an America that's not any of those things? Are we going to have an America where if you're white, you're right, and if you're black, get back? If you happen to be brown, then don't stick around. Uh, if you're different or queer or gay, then there's no place for you. Are we gonna have an America where there's opportunity for people who go out and work to not just be victims of the economy, but to be full participants? Are we gonna have an America where greed and avarice continue to lead the way, or are we gonna flip it and make sure that when people work hard, play by the rules, that they really have an opportunity to participate in the greatness of this country? You know, we have been our most productive in the last 50 years in this country, and our middle class has shrunk. Our middle class has not benefited from all of the productivity that we've had in this country. Those are the things that we have to change. 
we've got to change this country. You know, we have got to change. We can't let what's happening in America continue to happen. We can't have this deepening racial strife. We can't have this widening have and have not divide. The racial wealth gap is one thing, but there's a, rape, there's a wealth gap that has nothing to do with race. We can't have a system where we have a sort of an apartheid where the few rule the many. We don't need to get into a feudal type system where if you're an owner, then you're a lord, but all of the workers basically are serfs. And what serfs get is sustenance, subsistence. That's all. And the lords get all the bounty and all the profits. We're, we're, we're in a catch-22. This is a watershed moment and a watershed election. I think you can tell by my rhetoric where I stand. I'm concerned that if we continue to go down the path on which we find ourselves right now, then we are headed in the wrong direction. So I want to implore all of my friends and colleagues to vote, to be active, to be an activist. And when you see something wrong, be sure to say something about it. Hey, you can check me out, bobdickerson.com, uh, Facebook Live on Wednesday mornings. This is Bob Dickerson on the Voice America Radio Network within the Black. Thank you for tuning in. Please join host Bob Dickerson for another edition of In the Black next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a terrific week. Thank you.